Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. Thursday, January 25th, 2024. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. Six stories, no waiting on this Thursday. There was a lot of interesting variety to the cyber news today, so I have a little bit of everything, so a little something for everybody, hopefully. Uh, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen, whether it's the morning, afternoon, evening, whenever is convenient for you. I hope you find value in the podcast. If you do, it'd be great if you could let me know. You can send me an email. You can hit me up on LinkedIn. You can read my Substack. Take your pick, whatever, whatever works best for you is, is fantastic. So let's get right into it uh, with cybernews.com. Vilius Petkowskis reporting, attack on Swedish data center shocks multiple businesses. Cloud hosting service provider Titorivis data centers in Sweden suffered a ransomware attack that could take weeks to mitigate. Several businesses were forced to close across the country. The ransomware took place over the weekend and impacted several of Titovari's data centers in Sweden, the company said in a statement. The attack was limited to one part of one of our Swedish data centers impacting their services to some of the customers in Sweden, the company said. Several customers in Sweden suffered from the fallout of the attack. For example, the gardening, chain, the gardening store chain Grand Garden closed down its stores and stopped e-commerce activities, and the movie theater chain Filmstaden could not sell tickets. Meanwhile, spirits monopoly chain System Bolagje, sports clothing chain Stadium, and domestic goods chain Rusta had their website shut down to the disruption. So there's a little more to this. It's Akira Ransomware, apparently is the group to claim this one. Um, it's a real short article. If you want to look at it, there's not much more to it that I can talk about. The reason I'm bringing this up because it's happened in Sweden, and unless you're listening in Sweden, it's probably not that important to you, but I, I highlight this just to make the point that this data center is probably not unique in the way that it's structured, created, or how it works, which means that other data centers, regardless of where they are in the world, likely have similar setups and similar vulnerabilities, or in this case, it's ransomware, so chances are someone clicked the link, right? Because someone always clicks the link, regardless of the industry they're in, someone is always going to click on the link. Now, this particular company, Titovery, is a significant cloud hosting service provider with $3.1 billion of revenue and staff exceeding 24,000. You would think, like to think, wish to think that some of these people did cybersecurity stuff and that they could afford, I don't know, a million, what's $1 million of 3.1 billion? It's a very small percentage. So I would think that you could do a lot with them. Shoot, you could do a lot with $500,000. Um, but clearly they didn't, they got hacked. So, or, you know, hit with ransomware. So I say all this just to be, just, just as a reminder that it doesn't matter your size, your capabilities, it can happen to anyone. And as I like to say on here all the time, if you are a small company, if you're a small um, data center, get help from somebody. Either hire someone. There's people like me who will consult with you for free to start with and figure out, you know, what your issues are in, in a way forward. But, I mean, you have to ask, quite honestly. But, I mean, again, lead a horse to water. Can't make him drink. All right, cyberscoop.com. LAS Grohl reporting, Microsoft critics accuse the firm of negligence in the latest breach. Yeah, you think? Hackers linked to Russia's foreign intelligence agency use simple methods to spy on Microsoft executives' employee. 
Um, as we know, I mentioned that we talked about this article earlier in the week, but I want, I'm double, I'm hitting it again simply to make the point that it's happened to anyone, right? For the second time in six months, Microsoft has disclosed that spies affiliated with a foreign intelligence service breached the company systems, this time accessing the emails of senior company executives. For the second time in as many months, officials in Washington, along with security researchers and executives, are arguing that the company simply isn't doing enough to secure its systems. Not an, not an incorrect argument. I mean, let's be honest. Microsoft is a $3 trillion company now. I just saw that news today. And you would think they could afford some cybersecurity or do the right thing or have policies in place that would do all this stuff. Um, but, and the problem here with Microsoft, as opposed to other companies, although, you know, the big ones like Google and Apple would fall in the same bucket, is they impact everybody. I mean, I'm a largely a Apple user. I have um, an iMac and, you know, iPhone, iPad, but I also have a Windows machine because uh, in my business, I have to kind of have it all. I got Linux on the Windows machine, I do all that stuff, right? But Windows is used by the majority of the world, especially for business. And if they can't keep, they can't do the simple things, what does that mean for their software? How insecure is their software? We already know it's insecure because once a month, every Tuesday, you have to patch your Windows machine, and sometimes more than once a month because they always find vulnerabilities, which impacts your whole system as a whole. So it makes it's not unreasonable for people to question Microsoft security policy here, right now. Do I agree that sent like so? Here's a here's a quote in this article. Quote: This is yet another wholly avoidable hack that was caused by Microsoft's negligence. Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat of Oregon, said in a statement to CyberScoop. Don't necessarily disagree with that. Whether one of our elected officials is the best person to bring this particular argument to the forefront. I would tend to disagree with. Um, I would like to ask Mr. Wyden if he can name the seven layers of the OSI stack. I'm going to say he probably can't. So I'm not sure what his cyber bona fides are, but maybe I'm wrong. I, maybe he's a, a freaking genius. Who knows? But again, this, you know, this hack was cozy bear Russian group, which is very prolific, which hit the Democrats, hit, tried to hit the Republicans, but kind of missed them in 2016 at least as far as we know. Um, but again, you have to come up with a way to protect your business. Now, here's a, here's, a, here's a question I have, which I don't see addressed in this article, is will the Cyber Safety Review Board go out and look into this? This seems like it should be something they should, but who knows? So uh, there, is a, there, is a, there is an interesting um, uh, part of this article. It says, according to Microsoft account of the breach, it began with a breach of the test account, which in theory should be isolated from other corporate systems, let alone the, the emails of senior Microsoft executives that ended up being targeted. After breaching that test system, the attackers were somehow able to punch a hole into Microsoft's corporate network. Bad configuration, clearly. This type of pivot is one that cybersecurity experts say should be hard to pull off under the best of circumstances. Quote, if any other company in the world was to have that issue, then Quote, they would be out of business, said Adam Meyer, senior vice president of counter adversary operations at the cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike. Now, that's quite a bold statement how he knows that. Well, I guess maybe he would be based on what they do. Um, but anyway, Microsoft's account of the breach implies the hackers made use of, poor, of poorly understood, neglected piece of infrastructure connected to other parts of the network. Right. This again, three trillion dollar company. You can't put this stuff together and have a protection. It's crazy. Again, if Microsoft can't do it, people, how are you as a small business owner doing it? Find help. Get someone to help you, please. For God's sake, ask for help. Bleepingcomputer.com. Lawrence Abrams. Uh, HPE. Hewlett Packard, Russian hackers breached its security team's email accounts. Here's another one. Here we go again. Hewlett Packard disclosed yesterday, on Wednesday, that suspected Russian hackers known as Midnight Blizzard gained access to companies, the company's Microsoft Office 365 mail environment to steal data from its cybersecurity team and other departments. 
Now, Midnight Blizzard is also known as Cozy Bear. It would be fantastic if all of these security companies, Microsoft, CrowdStrike, Mandiant, could come up with one name so we all know what it is, all right? But whatever. Um, it's a Russian, and again, it's the same group that hit Microsoft. So yay for them, they had a big week. The threat actors have been linked to multiple attacks through the year, including SolarWinds. In a new Form 8, Case SEC filing HPA says they are notified. They were notified on December 12th that the suspected Russian hackers breached their cloud-based email environment in May 2023. Quote: Based on our investigations, we now believe the threat actor accessed and exfiltrated data beginning in May 2023 from a small percentage of HP email boxes belonging to individuals in our cybersecurity go-to-market business segments and other functions. Reads the SEC filings. HPE says they are still investigating the breach but believe it's related to a previous breach in May 2020. Okay, whatever, there's more to this. But again, goes to the point. You're a big company, make a lot of money, protect your stuff. Why are you not? So this is not, and this is not the first time HPE's been hit. So this is a, I mean, they've been, they, the company was previously breached in 2018. When Chinese hackers, oops, sorry, got a phone call here. Let me get that out of the way. There you go, my apologies. Um, when cyber actors uh, breached its IBM network and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they've been hit before. Yet they stay in business. So again, uh, it's just, it, is, it goes around and around, right? How are we fixing this? Now, all these SEC filings are great because it gives us information, gives us initiation, I'm sorry, information upfront, like what, what kind of happened, but it doesn't say how it happened. That's what I would love to see. Again, that's what the Cyber Safety Review Board is supposed to do, but yeah, they're not doing their job because whatever, it was written on a piece of paper, looked good, but didn't do anything. Um, again, I would love to see postmortems on this. Maybe in a few months we will, I doubt it. Vex Trio TDS inside a massive 70,000 domain cybercrime operation. This is from Bleeping Computer. Bill Tolis reporting a previously unknown traffic distribution system named Vex Trio has been active since at least 2017, aiding 60 affiliates in their cybercrime operations through a massive network of 70,000 sites. Woo! Traffic distribution systems are services that take incoming traffic and redirect the user to another website, depending on the visitor's operating system, IP address, device, graphic region, and other criteria. For legitimate reasons, a TDS is commonly used in affiliate marketing. However, in cybercrime, they re redirect unsuspecting users to malicious destinations like phishing pages, exploit kits, and malware dropping sites. So basically, you put in, you go to a website you think's legit, and it gets redirected to another one. One such case is the Parrot TDS we talked about earlier this week. Um, uh, this one's been around since 2017, so clearly no one's being able to fix it. And it really is no vulnerability here. It's just uh, people's inability to detect and understand uh, compromised sites or see or really identify compromised sites. How are we fixing it? Don't know. Uh, it's a good article. Read it. There's a lot of, there's nice, nice pictures. There's a lot of information on what it does. I, I really like what bleeping computer does on a lot of these things simply because they give you a lot of information that's very valuable. Um, I could spend a whole episode just on this article, but that's not what you're here for. You can go read that on your own. CSOonline.com. No uh, author associated with this one. Chinese cyber spies exploited a critical VMware vCenter flaw undetected for 1.5 years. So a, a 1.5 year zero day. Fantastic. A Chinese advanced persistent threat group took advantage of a zero day vulnerability that VMware finally patched in October. Okay. In October, VMware fixed a critical remote code execution vulnerability in its vCenter server. We probably talked about it at the time. And Cloud Foundation enterprise products that are used to manage virtual machines across hybrid clouds. It has now come to light that a Chinese cyber espionage group has exploited that vulnerability for one and a half years before the patch became available. These findings stem from Mandiant's continued research of the novel attack paths used by UNC-3886, 
that's their code name for it, which historically focuses on technologies that are unable to have EDR deployed on them. Researchers from security firm Mandiant said in a report last week, UNC 3886 has a track record of utilizing zero day vulnerabilities to complete their mission without being detected and is the latest example further demonstrates their capabilities. So again, there's, there's more on this that kind of goes into a little depth. Oh, actually the article, the article is written by Lucian Constantine, uh, goes in a little bit more information, but it just goes to show that those apps that a lot of companies use VMware is probably the one of the most, if not the most, used virtual machine application on the market, has vulnerabilities, and people are utilizing it, these vulnerabilities, not people, but like especially nation state actors, and they're there for a long time. So again, you've got to patch your systems, but you also have to monitor your systems even when you patch it, because are they still in the system? Is there weird traffic that you don't see on the system? But I understand that this is not something that everyone can afford. Um, but you've got to come up with ways to have intelligence on all of these things, understanding the, the vulnerabilities out there. It's hard to do. I get it, but it is what it is. Okay, lastly, infosecuritymagazine.com. This is Phil Muncaster reporting. And this is more of a opinion piece, really. But AI sets to supercharge ransomware threat, says the NCSC. Malicious AI use will almost certainly drive an increase in the volume and impact of cyber attacks over the next two years, especially ransomware. The UK's National Cybersecurity Center has warned. Now, my, my response to that paragraph is no kidding. Now, I get it that they want to say this because there's certainly many people that do not follow cyber news all the time, like every day, like I do. So I get that this may be news to someone, but this is not a surprise either. AI is just an evolution of technology used by the world and bad guys are going to figure out how to exploit it. So again, now this is not a shocking statement to me necessarily, but it may be to others. So I get it. The agency who's part of the GCHQ revealed the news in a threat assessment published today. It's really not news, but okay. The near-term impact of AI on the cyber threat. It was compiled from classified intelligence, industry knowledge, academic material, and open source intelligence to list the probability of specific events or developments. Now, honestly, you can put this particular headline, take out AI, put in quantum computing, put on, you know, uh, whatever. The next generation of graphic cards can do all, will do all this, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things that come new that are going to, allow cybercrime and stuff like that to evolve. So it's not a big thing, but there is um, uh, more information on this. Training data is key in the near-term AI used for developing malware and exploits, research vulnerabilities, and achieving lateral movement will be restricted to more capable threat actors such as nation states due to the lack of training data. Sure. So that makes sense also because the, the state actors are much more prepared, much better, and honestly, much more persistent. The criminal guys just kind of want information quickly so they can get money. So it's going to be nation state guys going to utilize this. So again, be aware. Running out of time, it's going to have to let you go. If you have thoughts, comments, questions, feel free to email me, Darren, at thecyberguy.com. Follow me on LinkedIn. Check out my Substack. Know that knowledge is protection. If you understand the threats targeting you, you can assess your risk. Proceed wisely. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk again tomorrow. CyberSmart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com. Or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.